Welcome to Rema Faith Radio. P.C. Nelson said more people lose their healing over a counter-attack than any other one thing. So the devil will try to stage a counter-attack. He will try to uh, reclaim lost territory. He will try to put the same things back on you. But Galatians 5.1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So we're to stand fast, stand firm in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Notice it says we shouldn't let ourselves get entangled with the yoke of bondage. We know from Luke 13, 16 that sickness is bondage. So we could read Galatians 5, 1 like this. Stand fast, therefore, in your healing that you have received and be not entangled again with the yoke of sickness. So don't let the devil put the sickness back on you. Don't let the devil steal your healing. Stand against him. Welcome to Rema Faith Radio. Right now, here's Reverend Talks with today's message. Good day, everyone. It's such a thrill to be able to speak God's word to you once again today. For some weeks now, we've been taking a series on seven most important things about divine healing. Seven most important things about divine healing. And um, so I'll just do a brief recap and we'll be taking the final session in that series today. Well, number one, we said healing is always God's will for the sick because it is in his redemptive plan. Healing is always God's will for the sick because it is in his redemptive plan. We can see that clearly from Isaiah 53 verses 4 and 5. Then secondly, we said Healing is always God's will for the sick because sickness and disease come from the devil. Healing is always God's will for the sick because sickness and disease come from the devil. That's clearly revealed to us in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. Acts 10, 38. Sickness and disease come from the devil. And so healing is always God's will for the sick. Then the third point, we said that God not only provided healing under the old covenant, but he has also provided healing under the new covenant. And we can see that clearly from Exodus 15, 26, Exodus 23, 25 and 26, Deuteronomy 7, 13 to 15, Hebrews 8, 6, and James 5, 14 and 15. God not only provided healing under the old covenant, but he has also provided healing under the new covenant. That was our third point. Then the fourth point, we said God has provided various methods whereby healing can be obtained. God has provided various methods whereby healing can be obtained. And what are some of these methods? We said knowing and acting on the word of God for yourself. We said demanding your healing in the name of Jesus. Praying to the Father for healing in the name of Jesus. The prayer of agreement. Uh, then anointing the sick with oil in the name of the Lord. and Praying the prayer of faith for them. And then the laying on of hands. And finally through manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Through the gifts of the Spirit. Particularly the gifts of healings. So there are various methods. God has provided various methods whereby healing can be obtained. Then the fifth point, we said that we need to know the difference between God initiating healing 
through gifts of the Spirit and man initiating healing by his own faith. We need to know the difference between God initiating healing through gifts of the Spirit and man initiating healing by his own faith. A person can initiate their healing anytime by acting on the Word of God. Mark 5.34 Jesus said to that woman, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. She took her healing without Jesus' permission. It was after she got healed that Jesus even found out who it was and what had happened. So that's a case of a person who initiated their own healing by their faith. And um, an example of someone who was healed through God initiating healing by gifts of the Spirit is in John 5 from verse 1 to 9. John 5 from verse 1 to 9. The man by the pool of Bethesda. That was a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Uh, an angel used to come trouble the water. The first person who gets in gets healed. You see, God uh, does things like that just to remind us that he's God and he's still alive and well and he's still doing miracles and healing the sick today. And as we believe him, then we're going to see him show himself strong on our behalf. Praise God. So we need to know the difference. That's the fifth point between God initiating healing through gifts of the Spirit and man initiating healing by his own faith. And then the sixth point, we said that healing is not always instant. Sometimes it can be gradual. Healing is not always instant. Sometimes it can be gradual. Yes, people were healed instantly during Jesus' earth walk, just like people are healed instantly as well today as we minister to them. But not everybody was healed instantly under the ministry of Jesus. The ten lepers in Luke 17, 14, they were healed as they went. The nobleman's son in John 4, 46 to 54, he began to amend from that hour. The man by the, uh, the man that was born blind in John 9, 1 to 7, his healing was a process. And then the other man that was blind, that Jesus spat on his eyes and touched his eyes, he actually laid hands on that man two times in Mark 8 from verse 22 to 26. So we see that his healing was a process. Besides, Mark 16, 18 says, The believing ones shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. Recover means begin to amend. So sometimes people recover, people get better, and it's not always instantaneous. If it's instantaneous, great, let's celebrate it. If it's not instantaneous, great, let's keep the switch of faith turned on until the full manifestation of the healing is experienced. Praise the Lord. Well, so the seventh point, which we began to look at at the last episode, we said this, that God's method of healing is spiritual and it can be lost. God's method of healing is spiritual and it can be lost. And then we said this, that when man heals, he heals through the physical body or through the mind dominated by the physical senses. But when God comes on the scene as healer, he demands faith. And faith is of the heart. Praise God. Faith is of the spirit. So that's why we say God's method of healing is spiritual. It's with our spirits that we believe. Romans 10.10, 10, with the heart, man believes. And according to 1 Peter 3.4, our heart is our spirit. So it's with our spirits that we receive our healing. And the agency through which the healing is made manifest in our bodies is the Holy Spirit. So, God heals us through our spirits. God, who is a spirit? 
administers his healing power to our bodies through our spirits. So that's why we said that God's method of healing is spiritual and it can be lost. It can be lost. Now, it's true that the Bible says that whatever God does is forever. We find that in Ecclesiastes, whatever God does is forever. So God intends that it be forever. Is it going to be forever automatically? No, it's not going to be uh, forever automatically. It's man's responsibility to make it forever. From God's standpoint, the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. When God gives, he doesn't take back. He gives, and that's it. You know, but question, did God give man dominion over the works of his hands and over the earth? Sure, he did. Did man lose it? Yes, man lost it. He forfeited it to the devil. Was it God who gave him? It was God who gave him. But you see, the devil is a thief. John 10.10 10 says the thief cometh not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So the devil is a thief. He will try to steal your healing from you. He will camouflage the symptoms of the same condition you have really healed of. He will camouflage those same symptoms back on you. But listen, don't accept him. You see, it's mighty important that every believer builds a faith life of his own. A healing that you receive through manifestations of the Spirit, through gifts of the Spirit, or you receive through somebody else uh, believing God for you, carrying you on their faith, or you receive through a mass faith. Maybe you're in an atmosphere where everybody's believing God and you receive through a mass faith. A healing like that, that you receive in that kind of a, a method, you are not going to keep it except you develop a faith life of your own. That's just the truth. In Matthew 7, 24 through to 27, Jesus said, Whoso heard these sayings of mine, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock. The floods came, the winds blew, beat upon the house, for it was founded upon a rock. It fell not, it was founded upon a rock. He said, But whoso heard these sayings of mine and doeth them not, I will liken him unto a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. The floods came, the winds blew, beat upon the house. It fell. Amen. Because it was founded on the sand. It fell. Great was the fall thereof. So you see, the tests and the trials of life will come. The adverse circumstances will come. Unless you have built a foundation of God's word beneath your feet, you're not going to be able to stand when the tests and the trials come. How do you build that foundation under your feet? By being a hearer and a doer of the word of God. By seeing to it that, number one, you get established in God's word. See, in Revelation chapter 3, verse 11, uh, as well as in Revelation chapter 2 and in verse 25, the Bible says, hold that fast which thou hast. The Bible says, hold fast that which you have received. So we are to hold fast to what we have received. That tells me if I'm told to hold on tightly to something, there must be a reason I'm told to hold on firmly to it. It's because I can lose it. I can lose it. You can get healed and lose your healing. It's possible. In Matthew 12, uh, Jesus said something. From verse 43 through the 45, he said, Whoso heareth these sayings of mine, and we see the same thing in Luke 11, 24. Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, uh, uh, that uh, uh, when an unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest, 
and findeth none. Then he said to himself, I'll go back to my house where I came from. And when he's come to it, he finds it empty, swept and garnished. And he goes to bring seven other spirits, more wicked than itself. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So you see, the devil will always keep trying to put the same thing back on you. P.C. Nelson said more people lose their healing over a counter-attack than any other one thing. So the devil will try to stage a counter-attack. He will try to uh, reclaim lost territory. He will try to put the same things back on you. But Galatians 5.1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So we're to stand fast, stand firm, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Notice it says we shouldn't let ourselves get entangled with the yoke of bondage. We know from Luke 13, 16 that sickness is bondage. So we could read Galatians 5, 1 like this. Stand fast, therefore, in your healing that you have received and be not entangled again with the yoke of sickness. So don't let the devil put the sickness back on you. Don't let the devil steal your healing. Stand against him. You have the authority to do so. Stand against him. Amen. We saw from James 4, 7, where the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. James chapter 4, verse 7, resist the devil and he will flee from you. It seems to me as though some people are waiting until they see a fellow who's wearing a t-shirt and in front of the t-shirt, he says, guess what? And at the back of the t-shirt, he says, I'm the devil. You know, and the guy say, yo folks, listen up, I'm the devil. You know, I think some people are waiting until they see something like that before they start resisting. Maybe they think there's going to be this creature who will have a horn or have two horns, who will have a tail, who will have a pitchfork in his hand, and then he will be looking like the devil. Then they say, that's the devil. Listen, when a thought to doubt comes, resist it, that's of the devil. When a thought to fear, a fear suggestion comes, resist it, that's the devil. When symptoms of sickness come, resist them. That's of the devil. They're of the devil. Stand against it. Anything that's of the devil, resist it. Resist sickness. Resist disease. Tell the devil, Satan, you cannot put this on me. You see, God's word tells us about, uh, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He says, put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He says, for we wrestle not, verse 12, against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, or wicked spirits in the heavenlies. He says, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. You see, having done all to stand, keep standing. Just stand your ground against the devil. Our battle position with the devil is to stand. We're just to stand our ground against him. The truth is this, Jesus has already defeated him. We're not doing battle with the devil. We're doing victory over him. He has been brought to naught. He has been defeated. Jesus has paralyzed him. You see, the devil, the person who is behind the sickness, who is behind the disease, who is behind the attack, he's the one who is behind it. And that devil has been brought to naught. Colossians 2.15 says, And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. So you see, we've got authority over the devil. 
Jesus has defeated him. And Jesus defeated him because of us. He did it in our stead. He did it as our substitute. Jesus' victory over the devil is marked to our, our account. It was as though we were the ones that defeated him. In the name of Jesus, stand against him. Now in Ephesians 6.16, the Bible says, And take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now in the pieces of the armor of God that we find listed in Ephesians 6, from verse 14 through to 17, we discover that there's just one piece of that armor. You know, Ephesians 6, 16, 17, just one piece of that armor that is offensive. And what's that piece? It's the sword of the Spirit. And what is the sword of the Spirit? It's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. Ephesians 6, 17. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So it's God's Word. Now, what was used for Word there is actually rhema, the spoken Word of God. That means that we are to speak the Word of God from our hearts. We are to speak the Word of God in faith. In um, the temptations of Jesus, three temptations of him that we have in Mark, uh, uh, in Matthew 4 from verse 1 to 11 and in Luke 4 from verse 1 to 13, we see how Jesus resisted the devil when the devil tempted him. Jesus used words. He used faith words. He used the word of God. He overcame the devil with the word of God. See, Revelation 12, 11 says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives even unto the death. Now, where it says by the word of their testimony, it actually literally means by the logos of God that was on their lips, by the word of God that was on their mouths. So we speak the word of God in faith. That's how we stand against the devil. That's how we resist the symptoms of sickness. When the devil comes and tries to steal our healing, you just tell him, listen up, devil. You're not going to steal my healing from me. You're not going to put that sickness back on me. I stand against you in the name of Jesus. According to the word of God, I'm healed. Himself took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. By his stripes, I am healed. See, that's how to resist the devil. We use the word of God. We believe that word in our hearts. We speak God's word with our mouths. And by doing so, we put the devil on the run. So if you're going to keep your healing after you've received it, you need to get established in the Word of God. You need to get grounded in the Word of God. Build the Word of God on the inside of you. You see, Proverbs 4, 20 to 22, it says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and they are health to all their flesh. Now, the Hebrew word health in Proverbs 4.22 happens to be the word mape. Mape actually also means healing. It also means medicine. So God is saying this, my words are medicine to all your flesh. My words are medicine. Praise God. In medical science, there's not only curative medicine, there's also preventive medicine. See, God's word is medicine that will heal us if we're sick and also medicine that will keep us healthy. Amen. And build our immunity against sickness and disease. Build our spiritual immunity against it. So you want to stay healthy first? Get established in the word of God. Psalm 107 verse 20 says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Praise God. 
He sent his word and healed them. So get grounded in God's word. Come to know your redemptive rights. Build Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Matthew 8, 17. 1 Peter 2, 24. Build those scriptures into your spirit, into your inner consciousness, your inward man, by meditating on them. Don't just read them and forget them. No, but continue to think about them. Continue to mutter those scriptures to yourself until they become a part of your spirit, until they become a part of your inner man. Build the word of God into your spirit. Praise God. So that's the first thing. Get established in the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 89 says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. See, God's word is eternally settled. And you need to settle that word in your own heart and in your own mind. Build it on the inside of you. That's the first thing. Then secondly, which I've mentioned, resist the devil. Resist the devil. You see, after you've received your healing, if any symptoms come, stand against them. Will symptoms come? Perhaps. The devil may try to put it back on you. Just tell him, devil, no, you don't. I'm not going to let you do that. I'm not going to let you put that back on me. I stand against you in the name of Jesus. And he will flee. Resist the devil. See, First Peter 5, 8 and 9. The Bible says, be sober, be vigilant. For your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. It says, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So we are to resist him, and we are to resist him steadfast. Stand your ground. Speak to him. Speak the word of God to him, just like Jesus did with the devil. He told the devil, it is written. And he told him what is written. So that means you need to know what is written. You need to have the word of God firmly implanted into your heart. Not just written on the pages of the Holy Writ, but get that word written on, the, on your heart. Build it into your inner man. And then you now tell the devil, Satan, no, you don't. I stand against you. Himself took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I have a legal right to use the name of Jesus. And in that name, I stand against you, devil. You can't put that back on me. You can't put that disease back on me. See, so resist the devil. Amen. First, get established in the word. Second, resist the devil. And the third and final thing in keeping your healing is this. Exercise your faith. Exercise your faith. See, the Bible says in 7 Corinthians 5, 7, that we walk by faith, not by sight. You can't afford to walk by your physical senses. You've got to walk by faith. And you see, faith is revealed primarily in words and also in actions. Hold fast your confession of faith. Maintain your confession. You see, in Hebrews 4.14, the Bible says, Seeing them, we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, says, let us hold fast our confession. Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold fast the uh, profession of faith without wavering, for he's faithful that promised. See, the devil knows that our continual confession of the word of God is his defeat. So what does he do? He tries to make it look like the word of God is not so. He tries to make it look like the word of God is not working. But don't pay attention to him. Maintain your confession of faith. Maintain your confession of faith. Rather than going and saying, look, it looks like this condition is back. I'm feeling some of the symptoms again. What about maintaining your confession and saying, folks, guess what? I remember I received my healing. I'm staying healed too. 
God is keeping me healthy. Praise God. See, with your words, you're either going to give God or Satan dominion over you. Proverbs 12, 18. The Bible says, There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword. It says, But the tongue of the wise is health. The tongue of the wise is health. Proverbs 12, 18. So if you are wise, and if you're born again, Jesus is made unto you wisdom of God, so you're wise, then make sure you speak health. If you talk about sickness, it will develop sickness in your system. If you talk about your fears and your doubts, they will grow stronger and stronger. If you talk about the lack of finances, it will stop the money from coming in. Listen, our words dominate us. Our words rule us. Proverbs 6, 2, the Bible says, Thou art snared by thy words. Thou art taken, taken captive by the words of your mouth. A writer put it like this. He said, you said you could not do it. And the moment you said it, you were whipped. You said you did not have faith. And that instance, doubt rose up like a giant and bound you. You talked failure and failure held you in bondage. Our words dominate us. Our words rule us. Maintain your confession of faith. 2 Corinthians 4.13 We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. So keep speaking the word of God. Keep resisting the devil. See, this is what I've done and that's how I've been able to go for decades now uh, and stay in health. Yeah, once in a great while, I get tempted to be sick. But when I get tempted to be sick, what do I do? I resist the temptation. I simply tell the devil, devil, no, you don't. You can't put that on me. I'm not going to allow you. I stand against you in the name of Jesus. And that's it. Away he goes. He runs from me as in terror. You see, we've got authority over him. So remember, to keep your healing, number one, get established in the word of God. Number two, resist the devil. Number three, exercise your faith. Exercise your faith. God wants us to stay well. Praise the Lord. I believe you got something out of this series. And um, as I close this up now, maybe you're under the sound of my voice and you've listened to God's word. You've been following this series along since we started. But you have some conditions in your body you want to receive healing for. The truth is you don't even need me to pray for you. You can just act on the word of God by yourself. You can pray to the Father for your healing in the name of Jesus. You can use the name of Jesus and demand that the devil takes his hands off your body. Different methods that God has put in his word. But this is what I want to do. I want to stand with you in faith. Remember, the Bible says the prayer of faith shall save the sick. So I just want to pray for you in faith. Father, I'm praying now for those under the sound of my voice with whatever sickness or disease in their bodies as they put their hands in that area where they need a healing. Thank you because your healing power reaches out to them right now. Sickness, be healed in the name of Jesus. Demonic influence, be gone in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because they are made every wheat whole from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we'd like to hear from you. Let us know your testimony. You can visit us online, RemaNigeria.com. And um, there's more information in the uh, broadcast about how you can get to find out about school, Rema Bible Training Center, to learn more truths about healing, about faith, about prayer, about the principles in God's word. See, the word of God abides forever. 
and you can stay well. You can stay healed and not just stay healed. God wants you to minister his healing power to other people. Till same time on this station, stay blessed. You've been listening to Remo Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Remo Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to RemoNigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Remo Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 081-01-166836. The number again, 081-01-166836. Kenneth Higgins Rimmer Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you.